Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs, Jr. Hello, and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. But moreover, where my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and where marriage unchained, the art of one flesh, divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day while also helping men understand marriage and courting, not dating in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 151st episode, Why Marriage Counseling Sucks for Man, Part 3, plus live calls from you answering your marriage and crisis questions. So don't wait. Get in that cue for some resolution to your marriage confusion. have the quote of the day which states quote when it when it is all over you will not regret having suffered rather you will regret having suffered so little and suffered that little so badly end quote saint sebastian valfrey bam I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern, for some resolution to your marriage confusion. All right. And so we are here today. Hope you guys have a good weekend. And so now it's time to get back down to business um, about um, marriage counseling. And our last, uh, this will be our last uh, show on this. So I'm going to run through uh, uh, part one and part two real quick just to do a graze over just so that we can kind of get in the mood and get what's going on. Um, also, if you are um, having, um, if you're about to go to marriage counseling or you're thinking about going to marriage counseling, you have some questions, you can always give me a call at 313 Radical. So let's go on. So let's get started with the Alpha Radicals rant of the day. Why do men do so badly in marriage counseling? Why? Why? Because the odds are stacked against them. Uh, he doesn't have the patience to sit there. He feels he is being blamed. And the counselor and the wife will most likely gang up on him. Um, and he is there trying to defend himself instead of there to listen to his wife. And of course, the one no, no, that you don't do is he talks too much. Next question. What is marriage counseling designed for? What is marriage counseling designed for? It's designed to focus on the psyche, the, the mental of the, uh, uh, the mental and emotional psyche and the well-being of the couple. Um, and not action steps on actually to bring them together, you know, kind of thing of like, like, why do you think you're, you know, having marriage problems? Like what happened to you in your childhood when, you know, um, to think of to what happened to your childhood to cause what's going on now? 
that stuff, you know, that stuff is not a waste of time. But if you want to sit there and go through all of that with a marriage counselor, that's fine. But if you want action steps and things to move you and your wife closer together, um, then marriage counseling really isn't for you. Um, marriage counseling also, they talk about marriage problems, which hardly ever works. We keep bringing up the old marriage problems and start doing things like that. And people just, they, they, they can't stop. They, got, they start arguing. Um, so that's why marriage counseling can not be a good thing sometimes. Um, if the couple can't get along or keep fighting or can't come together, the counselor will eventually suggest separation or divorce. Next, why must you never go to marriage counseling if you are a Catholic or a Protestant Christian? Well, one thing, God prohibits divorce and separation. So there are only certain criteria that, that we're allowed to separate from our husband or from our spouse, and that is physical abuse or infidelity. Um, so we all know deep down that God prohibits divorce. He frowns against it. It's a sin. Um, and really it's kind of like a mortal sin because it really is not a mortal sin because as if you're separated and you're not having sex with your husband or your wife, then that slows down procreation. Um, that means a bad thing that, that looks marriage is looked upon as a bad thing. And so that is basically getting into the mortal sin realm. Okay. Um, if uh, the great, what we call grace matter. Next, if the counselor isn't a Christian, they will eventually steer the couple towards divorce or separation. And lastly, what is the difference between marriage counseling and marriage coaching? Uh, marriage counseling is designed to focus on the psyche of the couple. Marriage coaching focuses on action steps and doing things through tactics and strategies to bring the couple back together. Marriage coaching is best done with an individual to get him to be a better man and to focus on fixing himself first so that he can better communicate love and remove selfishness for the benefit of serving and caring for his wife and his children. All right. So with that being said, we are going to take a break and be right back. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right. And so we are back. So let's get rocking. How to act in marriage counseling in the marriage counseling session. So your main job above all else is to listen and focus on your wife. Allow her to talk, cry, yell, scream as much as possible while you listen intently. 
When she is done, you apologize for anything you agree that you are responsible for and you ignore all that you believe is not true or you don't agree with. If you're asked a question by your therapist or wife, you answer in one or two sentences at the most and throw the, and throw the conversation back into your wife's hands. Do not talk or defend yourself or do any marriage killers in marriage counseling, arguing, debating, complaining, verbally attacking, um, um, interrogating, any of those kind of things in marriage counseling or in conversation with your wife, period, will not work and cause throwback. This if you do this, this will turn the counselor and your wife against you. They will start to blame you for everything and move towards getting you to separate either temporarily or permanently. Bite your tongue and do the stress techniques of pray, help, Mary and our father, emotional freedom technique or um, a deep breath. Now, I covered that stuff. I covered all in parts one and two, along with our callers. So now we are moving to part three, the last part of this. So that. That first few minutes was just to get, you know, to, to, to regurgitate what we already went through. If you want to want more of parts one and two and what what, um, you know, and try to understand that better, you can go to uh, either you can go to my blog or my on CatholicAlpha.com or you can go to uh, Catholic Alpha Radical Live uh, YouTube channel. OK, so let's get started now. All right. The good stuff. So the only so look, try to hear what I'm going to say, and I'm going to try to try to, to break it down so that, that you really understand how to really now we're going to go into how to really act and, uh, 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 you know, what to say, what to do and things like that. So first, the only conversation style, um, the only conversation style you should be doing with your wife in marriage counseling or any time is this. It's a three, three way of talking, talking It's the way you talk to your wife to build emotional connection. Okay. So first thing is you empathize with her. So listen to her without interrupting, give an empathy statement of understanding. So what is empathy statement of understanding? I understand why you want a divorce. I really do. I understand. I, I wasn't the best husband, I neglected you. I, a lot of things that, that I did in the past, I got too comfortable with our marriage. You know, I didn't show you I loved you. I didn't show you I cared. Things like that. You're understanding. You, you're empathizing with your wife of how she feels. Okay? That starts to build a connection. and starts her to start to seeing that maybe, just maybe, you are, you know, maybe just, maybe you are, doing you are learning from what you did in the past and you're going to try to do better okay next um also when you empathize with her is tell her you understand why she's feeling the way she is feeling you know um i understand why you feel the way you do you know i'm not going to try to talk you in the stand i'm not going to try to talk you into having in, in the into to into not following for divorce i'm not going to do that because i really understand why you think that and so if you don't try to talk her into doing what she doesn't want to do, what does that do? That that takes conflict. The conflict you don't want to cause, ever cause conflict in marriage counseling. You don't ever want to cause conflict in your day-to-day -day conversation with your wife. People get in the habit, spouses get in the habit of arguing with each other or not even arguing, but criticizing, a little bit blaming, blaming each other for silly stuff or big stuff or blaming or, or, um, or, um, what do you call it? Um, debating, 
like I'm right, you're wrong, and all that stuff, man. And in marriage counseling, that is a serious no-no, just like in your regular day-to-day life. If you are trying to get your wife back, debating and criticizing and causing conflict in a, in a, in the conversation is a no-no because what will happen is she will not feel comfortable talking to you. She will not want to talk at all. So if a person doesn't feel comfortable talking to you, they'll do what? They won't talk to you. They won't open up. Okay. So tell her you understand why she's feeling the way she is feeling or that is, you know, or say something like that is really sad how they treat you at work. Like if your wife is, you know, saying to marriage counseling, you know, I'm having all these problems at work and nobody's listening to me and blah, blah, blah. You would say something like, oh, I I completely understand that. That's really messed up how they're treating you. You know, you want to build closeness by by understanding her point of view. And that's what you hear me say a lot is as a husband, you should be trying to understand your wife's, look at your wife's view of the relationship. If you can get in the habit of looking at your wife's view of the relationship, you will see the crap that you're doing that is not conducive to a good marriage. You will. But if we if we stay in the with our head in the sand and we just keep focusing on ourselves, which is basically selfishness, then we won't see her side. And so the resentment will build up more and more. Or you could say something like, or I understand why you feel you have to leave. Look, sweetheart, I understand why you feel you got to leave our marriage. And I really do. Um, and over the over the years, I've forgotten that. I've forgotten why we were together. I've forgotten why I married you. And 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 you're helping me to understand that. You see the difference, the difference of how you usually talk to your wife and to, to where to where I'm getting you to talk to her is empathize with her. Like I understand, I really do understand, and you show her you understand by saying these empathetic statements. Okay. The other way. The part two of the only conversation style that you should be doing with your wife in marriage counseling or at any time you communicate, especially if your wife, you're in marriage crisis, is you support her. So you empathize with her first and then you support her. So what do you do? What does that mean? If you did anything that she's accusing you of, apologize and say, yes, you are right. I am sorry. I should have done that better. Like you're acknowledging that. You know, let's say you messed around on her 25 years ago and you were unfaithful. You just say, yes, you're right. I did that. I understand why you would think that's bad. And, I, you know, you apologize for it one time and then you move on. OK, um, you find things you agree with what she is saying and feeling and focus on that. Don't focus on the negative. Find good things to say about your wife. That's the problem with a lot of marriages is people do not look at the good in the person. So they get in the habit of seeing all the bad stuff. You know, why you take the trash out? You know, why did you get the roof fixed? Why did you mow the grass? Why did you fix dinner right? Why did you burn the chicken? You know, you know, why are you, you, you know, you, you gain weight. You know, why don't you hear Why doesn't your hair look combed? You know, or, you know, you didn't you didn't do you're not doing this right with the kids or why are you late picking the kids up for work? Or, you know, we always focus on the negative when it comes to our spouse. We don't do our friends like that. We don't do we we don't do our so-called best friend like that. Our best friend is, oh, you're so great. And don't worry. Yeah, you screwed up. But, you know, what? it's all going to work out. You know, you're a great person. You're so special. We tell our friends that kind of stuff. We don't tell our wife and our wife that no more. 
We don't tell her that. When he's dating and trying to get in her pants, though, oh, my God, oh, sweetheart, you're so great. I love you so much. You know, and, and the way that person treated you is so bad. But don't worry. I'm here to support you. I'm here to help you whatever you need. You would never in a million years, when you and your wife were dating, you would never say one negative thing about your wife. You just wouldn't. You know why? Because inherently, you know, you ain't going to be able to get with her then. <laughs> she's not going to want to kiss you or hug you or hold your hand or of course the ultimate goal is to you know is to have sex with her or marry her she's not going to do that because she ain't going to like you so you would never say the things that you say to your wife now back then of course you wouldn't what I call that is just getting too darn comfortable we get used to treating each other a certain way so what I'm asking you to do is go back to that time go back to that time when you and your wife cared about each other, you loved each other, and you saw the good in her. Everything she did, you saw the good in her. And if you did see the bad in her, you would help her through it, or you wouldn't say anything about it, right? This is what you got to get to, and marriage counsel is the same way. If you sit up in there and you go against your wife and you cause conflict in the, in the session, then your wife is just going to start treating you like she's been treating you for the last year or whatever. She's not going to connect with you. You're not going to bond. Okay. Yes. Uh, next. Um, again, don't focus on the negative things. Find things good about your wife. Only say good things about your wife. Now, some people would say that's a, that's, that's, uh, some people would say that talking like that is a, um, it's like two faced. It is hypocritical. No, it's not. When you was dating her, you didn't talk like that. Was it hypocritical then? Of course it wasn't. But of course, now well, I got to tell the truth. I got to tell her what she's doing wrong. Man, nobody cares. Nobody cares. If what your wife is doing is a really huge, huge problem, you wait until you and her are close again and have built an emotional connection again. And then you start talking about those really deep issues. You know why? Because then she believes you love her. She believes you care. You believe she loves you. You believe she cares. And then you can start to solve these problems. But I guarantee you, if you just stop looking at all the negative stuff about your wife and let all that crap go, six months from now, you won't even care about the stuff, the bad stuff she's doing right now. You won't even care. You know why? Because your marriage is going to be good. And you don't want to mess it up. Okay? You've got to learn how to talk about problems and, conf and, and, and not cause conflict. The way you talk about a problem is you and your wife come together. She wants to solve it. You want to solve it. You got to agree on the problem and then you work to solving it. But if you're in marriage crisis or in marriage counseling, you don't talk about all that stuff because you don't know how to do it. And one person's already, at least one of you is already mad, right? So that person, no matter what you say, they don't think you have their best interest at heart. So your wife's going to be mad. She's going to say something derogatory. And then you're going to get mad. And frustrated, you're going to say something derogatory and then it starts all over again, right? So no marriage killers of blaming, criticizing, or defending yourself. If you do what I'm saying in marriage counseling, in marriage, um, in marriage counseling like this, this will draw your wife closer to you. It really will. So now, after you, you have empathized with your wife, after you have supported her, then the third way you talk to your wife in marriage counseling, the third way that you talk to your wife anytime, especially if you're in marriage crisis, which is what marriage counseling is, is you ask her, what can you do to help? How can I make it better? I'm your beloved husband. I care about you more than anything else. And I'm going to show you by asking you 
what can I, how can I, as your lover, make it better? What is that? Automatically, that means I'm not focusing on myself, does it? I don't care about me. Men, we've got to get over this thing about, we've got to get over this crap, and it is crap, about our feelings. Nobody cares about our feelings. You're a man. You're Christ in the home. You've got to suck it up and be tough and suffer and sacrifice. Nobody cares about your feelings, especially when you're in marriage crisis. You only talk about your feelings with your wife when things are good. You know, like, babe, you know, like, you know, this debt is getting on us bad. And, you know, I, I'm starting to feel worried about it. You know, or my job, you know, it's not the kind of job I think I need. And I, what do you think about it? You know, don't, that's when you're vulnerable with your wife and you tell about your feelings. On a normal day-to-day basis, man, you don't deal like that with other people, with your children, with people at work. As a man, we've got to get off this feelings thing. Yes, when we control our feelings, it doesn't feel good, right? What that is is Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, is getting you to not focus on your feelings and be logical and do what's right and stop being this liberal-minded person of, you know, how I feel is so important. Feelings always get you in trouble as a man. They always do. Oh, I love her. I feel, oh, I'm attracted to her, so I'm going to sleep with her. Huh, guess what? Now she's pregnant. Does that make sense? It doesn't, does it? No, right? My wife, she's pissing me off. She's she's doing stupid stuff, so I can retaliate with her. Then she gets mad. She starts resenting me back. We don't talk for two weeks. How was that? How did that work out for you? My boss, he makes me mad at work, so I start feeling resentful for him. So now I cuss my boss out. Now my boss don't like me no more, so he's trying to start to get rid of my butt. How did your feelings help then? You see what I'm saying, man? Used to be, man, men, men would, we would endure our suffering and we would probably we would talk to our wife about it, but we wouldn't be talking about it in her terms and blaming her and all that stuff. That's how you be like Christ, man. It really is. It will serve you better. You know, it will. And if you make a mistake and you upset somebody, you apologize for it. You know, that's what real men do. OK, so with, with your wife, you're in marriage counseling. And you empathize with her, you support with her, you know, support her. Then you say, well, what can you do to help? After that, ask her, what can you do to make things better? How can I, how can you help? How can I, as your husband, yes, I did all these things wrong. Yes, I did this. I wasn't a good husband. Yes, I neglected you. Yes, I was, uh, uh, I wasn't a good father. Yes, I was a drug addict. Yes, I was an alcoholic. Whatever it is. Yes, I didn't love you like I should have. Right. Okay. So now, sweetheart, we got it all out. What can I do to make it better? See, now you've admitted to your wrong. You admit that I was a problem. And now, but you're fixing yourself and going, okay, I understand all that. So how can I make it better? How can I make it better for you? Of course, a prideful wife is going to say, well, there's nothing you can do. You or you should know what to do. All that stuff. She's just still mad. That's why you ignore all that stuff. In marriage counseling, you don't fall for any of that bait. You should know what to do or it's nothing you can do. I don't care what you do. That's just her being still mad. Okay. All right. Next. Um, if she says, but um, at the end, so basically when you ask her, what can I do to make it better? You, you shut up and you end it. You don't say anything else. You let your wife talk next. And that is, if she says that you can do something to make it better, take note of it and make sure that you begin working on that before the next marriage counseling session. Okay, now that's it. 
Okay. So real quick, real quick, what we're going to do is we're going to start over messages like, you know how, like, you guys know how when you're talking to somebody, it don't matter who it is. You're talking to somebody and you make a mistake and you say something real stupid that you shouldn't have said. And right, a minute, right when you said it, you go, dang it, I shouldn't have said that. And it's too late because you already said it, right? So this is kind of what we're going to go do now is go over some messages and things that will get you shut down real quick in marriage counseling. So these kind of statements will shut you down real quick. And remember, I'm not asking you to become to be or become a wuss, but I am asking you to be clear, positive and appropriate to encourage a positive response or a result getting action from your wife. Bottom line, the better you communicate, the better she will respond. We've got to learn as men how to communicate better. I don't care if you're an introvert or extrovert or all that other psychological stuff that we call each other these days. Doesn't matter. Man up. Do what makes you not comfortable. If it's not, if it's making you not comfortable, it's probably good for you. <laughs> right? So we've got to stop internalizing our problems when it comes to our marriage now. Our marriage. We've got to stop internalizing problems when it comes to our marriage. I had a guy tell me, you know, I just love her so much. I care about her. I want to be with her. She's the love of my life. And I said, and, and he said, um, she's just the most beautiful person I've ever been around in my life. I said, well, man, did you tell your wife that? No, I didn't. What? <laughs> you just told me all that stuff, but you didn't tell your wife that? No, I sure didn't. Why not? Well, see, he starts giving me all these excuses. Dude, you are allowed to be vulnerable with two people. Well, one person and God. Okay. You're always vulnerable with God. Now, you, God knows what you're thinking anyway. It doesn't matter, but it's really to help you, not God. It help when you, once you admit and start talking to God, then you start to work things out. The other person, the other th- person that you are completely vulnerable with is your wife you tell her everything on your mind you 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 build closeness with her and you believe it or not man when you talk things out with your wife you guys all know this you feel better she feels better and she you know you listen she listens to you and she gives she gives you good you know and if she, and if she gives you good advice or sometimes she don't give you good advice it doesn't matter the great thing is you and her you you had a moment and you these moments are very these moments are very important it's called vulnerability you cannot have a good or great or legendary marriage if you are not vulnerable with each other you can't you don't be vulnerable with your kids you don't be vulnerable with your friends you don't be vulnerable with your workmates or your church no you're only as a man you're allowed to be vulnerable with your wife why because you're one flesh she is the woman you're going to spend the rest of your life with. She's the mother of your children. You've made love to her. You're married before God. You're bonded. So listen, this is why wives get upset when we don't, when we keep things from them. And then we wonder why they start being secretive. If you just, if we just look back over our marriage and look at all the, the negative stuff that our wife now does when it comes to our marriage, I don't mean not taking out trash and, you know, stuff, stupid stuff, you know, stuff like that. I mean, like, Putting up, putting a lock on her phone, or hiding her phone, or you know, 
having secret conversations with people, other people or having male friends and having other divorced women as their friend, all that stuff. These things that, that you know, as a man, as a husband can be very um, detrimental to a marriage, right? If you think back, you were probably doing some things or some things first that started her to feel, well, I, if he's going to do it, I'm going to do it. Right. And, and and the way the good thing about this kind of thing is, man, you you when you see vulnerable uh, things that are not good in your marriage, you have to start. You have to put a, a, a bud on it. You nip it in the bud like now. You don't wait till it gets worse and worse, you know. Um, but when you're in marriage crisis and your wife is doing this stuff, you got to let it go now, because if you start talking about it, guess what that means? Oh, you're being controlling. You're trying to control me when she loves you. And you say, hey, babe. You know, I, I would I'd appreciate if you didn't, you know, if um, you know, if you didn't have secret conversations with other people, I mean, you know, or whatever. And she probably say, Oh, I love you. Oh, baby, we ain't talking about nothing. We just talk about this and that, right? So, you know, it's not a big deal. But when you guys are in marriage crisis or in marriage counseling and stuff like that, all of a sudden now you're being controlling, right? <laughs> so Bottom line, again, the better you communicate, the better she will respond. We must understand that we can't just speak to our wives any way we want. Arguing, yelling, raising our voice, insulting them causes pain, hurt, fear, and anger, which hurts your wife to the depths of her being. Why? Because like I just said, we are bonded to them. We make love with them. We have children with them. We are married before God with them. These bonds are strong, which causes her causes your wife to begin to believe you don't care, love her, or appreciate her. This is why I tell guys when their wife has an affair. Dude, your wife is having an affair, not necessarily because she wants to. She's having an affair because she's trying to fill the void in, that she's not getting from you and her marriage. But most guys, our pride won't let us see that. We we can't, we don't, our pride doesn't let us see that. We don't look at the stuff we did. Well, what she, because what she's doing, of course, is way worse than what we did, but we, we caused it. We put things in action and in progress to cause her action. Again, most women, unless they are completely disordered, do not want to have sex or give themselves to another man when they have chosen you to marry and be their husband. And once you know that, then you always put things in place in your marriage where your wife doesn't, you, know, you try to be the everything to her, you and God. And then you'll be surprised what your wife will do for you. Okay. Next, again, eventually these things, if you, if you don't, um, um, oh, now I was going to say about, about the affair thing is they're called rebound relationships. And I'm telling you, most of the time, Rebound relationships don't last. They own rebound relationships only, they hardly don't last that long anyway, but they really last long if you, the husband, do not fix yourself. If you just go like most guys are weak, if, if we just go, well, screw it, she's messed around with him, I'm gonna get me another woman, the kids don't matter, and we'll just go do it. I'll just go do whatever. I'm just gonna stay the same guy I am, I'm not gonna look at none of my faults. I'm not going to analyze why would my wife who just 10 years loved me more than 10 years ago, she loved me more than anything in the world. Why is my wife now having an affair with another man? Dude, I had to ask the same question. This is how what a real man does. We don't sit around blaming everybody else for our crap. 
we've got to understand that we must analyze ourselves. Like, why would a woman, again, I'm going to say it again because it's so, this is so powerful. Why would a woman who just two years ago loves me more than the universe now can't stand me? Think about that. And if you think about it, you'll come to a conclusion. Yep, I did some stupid stuff. <laughs> yep, I sure did. And that will help you start to begin to change to get yourself together, right? But if you keep your head in the sand and you, your pride and ego in the way and you allow Satan to stand between you and your wife, you never will get your wife back. You never will get her back. Because she'll think, why do I want to come back to that marriage or to that man who treated me so bad, who doesn't love me anyway? I'm going to stay where I am. This guy at least treats me better. He at least listens to me. Okay? So this is what marriage counseling is all about. Learning and day-to-day conversation is learning how to talk to your wife. Learning how to talk to her. Okay? Next. Um, eventually... Causing um, these things, if you do, if you if you don't do what I'm saying, eventually your wife will shut down on you and begin the wife's exit strategy. Every time you see you use messages as like the ones I'm going to say below, you lose trust points and with your wife. And once your trust points reach zero, she will shut down and not talk to you. So remember, when things are going good, what do we call those? We have more times we can mess up. We call those cookies built up, right? I got my cookies built up. But if we're in marriage crisis and our wife is pissed off, then we have no cookies built up. So we can't afford to say anything that is derogatory or that's going to cause damage. You got to be real careful. And everybody, all husbands know this instinctually when their wife gets mad. Oh, my God, she's mad. Boom. Right. So I got to be careful what I say. But when the marriage is good, great, or legendary, and you mess up by mistake, well, your wife doesn't make it. It's not a big deal because you have all these cookies built up. Like you have a lot of you. You know, you've been you've been a great husband and a good husband, and so you have all these cookies built up. So your wife gives you a pass on a lot of things, right? Just like you do with her. Okay, because you know why? You don't complain about every little thing because you don't want to mess up the great the great relationship you have right now. Okay, so. These are what I call shutdown messages that in marriage counseling you never say. These are negative messages, and these cause emotional distance between you and your wife. And what are we trying to do? We're trying to have an emotional closeness, build an emotional connection. We're not trying to push her further away. So when you're in marriage counseling, you don't say any of these things. I wish you weren't so blank. I wish you weren't so stupid. I wish you weren't so fat. I wish you weren't um, so argumentative all the time. You know, things like that. Boom, automatically you're in trouble. The next one is, I don't like the way blank. I don't like the way you cook that chicken. I don't like the way you um, you make love to me. I don't like the way anything like that. You don't stay away from those kind of statements because that's causing a defense mechanism and her to come up. You don't like that. Oh, so you don't like that. Then this is stuff you did, right? She just starts coming back at you. Okay. And another one, the next one is, can't you blank? Can't you blank? Can't you just stop uh, uh, fighting with me? Can't you just 
stop arguing with those kids. Can't you just, you know, go to bed the same time I go to bed? Can't you just whatever? Anything like that. Okay. Next. Uh, uh, number two, unclear messages. So unclear messages, these cause confusion and misunderstanding in marriage counseling or when you're talking to your wife in general. We've got to stop being unclear when we talk to our wife, okay? So what does that mean? So I want you to straighten up your act and be nice once in a while. You ever heard a, a woman tell you that? I want you to straighten up your act and be nice once in a while. What does straighten up mean? How often is, is once in a while? See, you know, you've got to be specific, right? When you talk to your wife, it's called a direct ask. If you want something from your wife, you don't bitch and whine about it. Because bitch and whining, you don't look like Christ. You just look like a weak, bitcher, whiner dude. And it's very unmasculine. It's very unmasculine. And it pushes women away because women inherently know a real man when they see one. Okay? So when you, you have to be specific. Okay? The next one is, I wish you would behave more like a woman. Okay? How does a woman behave? You hear that one all the time. I wish you would behave more like a woman. And the woman's going to say, well, well, how's a woman behave? I'm a woman. I'm behaving like this. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so what you got to do is be more specific. I want you to wear more, a dress more time. I want you to wear longer hair. I would like you to do, you know, I would like you to polish your nails. I would like you to kiss and hold me and hold my hand and go for walks with me. See how specific that is? I was. When you're not specific, you just sound like a whiner. Because it's not specific, so your wife or even your kids or nobody knows what you're saying, okay? Um, the next one, uh, the way you talk to me reminds me of why we don't talk much. What way? What way am I talking to you? See? Like, you hear me say all the time, you got to learn how to talk to your wife better. And then when I say that general statement, what do I say? You can't raise your voice. You got to look your wife in the eyes. You got to listen to her without interrupting, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? That is specific, okay? Your Most women, most spouses will respond favorably to each other if you ask specifically for what you want and not be vague, be negative, or anything like that. They will. Even if your wife is mad at you, if you say, if you ask her something in good faith with sincerity, she will probably do it, even if she's mad at you. But bitching and whining and moaning and all and criticizing and blaming her or all, even blaming your all that kind of stuff, even blaming yourself sometimes, all that kind of stuff, man, it just pushes her away, which makes her resentful, which makes you frustrated and not understanding what to do. So the last category is inappropriate messages. These cause frustration, hurt, and or anger. Boy, these you got to really stay away from, guys. These you really got to stay away from, okay? So, again, inappropriate messages. These cause frustration, hurt, and or anger. Examples. Compared to my ex, you're blank. Now, if a guy says that, he is seriously stupid. <laughs> you just, he, if a dude says that, He's just, he's just asking for a butt whooping. <laughs> Compared to my ex, you, you're what? It doesn't matter. You're fat. Compared to my ex, you know, you don't, you don't, 
don't how to talk right, whatever. It doesn't matter. Anytime you compare your wife to any girlfriend in your past, you are seriously asking for immediate disconnection, immediate disconnection. And guess what? She ain't gonna forget it. She is not going to forget it. And when you say it, you're going to regret it. This is why as a man, you have to learn and pray for controlling of your emotions. Because the only reason a man would say that is because he's pissed off and he's trying to hurt her. And so what you have to do is pray in your prayer time, you pray and ask God to help you, you know, be more patient, to help you be more meek, to help you, you know, um, to help you be more humble because those are great virtues, right? And so when you do that, God will test you and then you'll get better at not saying silly things like that. So the next one is, next example is, you're such a, you're such a, a, a bitch, nag, 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 etc. You know, you can't call your wife out of her name. You can't call her a B-I-T-C-H. You cannot do that no matter how angry you are, because they never forget it. I had a guy one time, he called his wife that, and it's 20 years later, and she's still saying, you remember, you you called me these bad names. He's like, lady, sweetheart, baby, that was like 50 years ago. They don't forget it. You can never call your wife out of her name. She will never forget it, okay? And then if you do, you've got to do so many things to get that back right, don't you? If you call your wife a B-I-T-C-H, she is going to, you're going to, you've got to do so much good over the board stuff to get that negative out of her mind that it will just frustrate you, right? The next example is, I don't see the point in talking to you. That's another one. I don't see the point in talking to you. So that's telling your wife, I don't care what you say. I don't value your opinion and I don't, I don't want to be near you or nothing. Okay. And the last one, it's a waste of time talking to you. Same kind of thing. You know, if you don't, you've, you've got to learn to listen to your wife as men, we've got to listen to them. They love us more than anything in the world. They really do. We've got to stop thinking we know every dang on thing. We've got to stop. We've got to start paying attention to our kids and to, to our children and to our wife. When they walk in the room, when our wife calls us, you know how important that is. When your wife calls you or texts you, if you're in marriage crisis and your wife has been ignoring you for six months and then she also starts texting you, you are so thankful for that text, aren't you? Well, think about that now. Look, Have the same mindset now that any communication with your wife, any communication with your children are a blessing because they could start hating you any second now. But see, guys, we don't look at things like that. We get too comfortable. We don't do our homework. We don't do our maintenance to keep our marriage and our relationship with our kids on point. And then we no longer have that relationship. We regret a lot of things we did because we know that we did a lot of things bad. Okay. So now we're going to talk about messaging that works and then we're going to wrap it up and then we are out of here. So messaging that works. Attract your wife to you physically and emotionally by looking good and smelling good, okay? That's another thing, especially if you're in marriage crisis. Cut your beard. Cut your hair. Get you some new clothes. Get you some new cologne. Brush your teeth. Put in mouthwash. <laughs> you know, 
if you're in marriage crisis, your wife thinks you're this old guy and you ain't never going to change. Well, get your butt to the gym, you know, start looking like this fresh new young man, not, not young man, this fresh new man, because you know, no, you know, you know, you could be 60 years old. You will never look young again, <laughs> What you know what I mean? Okay. Look good. Smell good. Get, keep yourself together. Stop looking like some old fuddy-duddy with torn jeans and a t-shirt and a ball cap. You know, that is not how real men look. Grow up. Grow up. Dress like a man. Really? Okay? And I was like that, too. My wife, I think about 10 years ago, my wife started saying these little things. Like, why are you still wearing those baseball caps? Like, why are you still? We're going out. Why are you still got on the t-shirt and jeans? Why are you still doing so, you know, me, I'm slow, <laughs> but eventually I started getting it. She wanted me to, to dress like a man, to wear a, a hat, not a ball cap, to a real hat, you know, to wear collared shirts. If I'm going to wear jeans, they're nice. They don't have holes in them. Wear, put on boots, put on dress shoes, put on good um casual shoes, you know, put on a watch, you know, look, you know, look like a man when I go out. Pass some cologne on, keep my hair right, keep my beard cut. You know, you know, that's what you try to, that's what you do, you know. And 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 your wife will start to see, okay, this is a different guy I'm dealing with. He's not, he's really trying to change and be different. Next, do not do any needy marriage killers of arguing, complaining, defending yourself, criticizing her, blaming her, interrogating her, um, not listening to her, all that stuff. That will not work. So stop doing that stuff. That will draw her closer. Um, these will only cause her to withdraw and not open up the conversation. Reconnect with your wife by empathizing, supporting, and helping her when you can in, in the marriage session. Okay? Remember, reconnect with your wife, empathize with her, support her, and, and ask her what you can do to help. That is the only kind of conversation you should be having. Don't try to get her to pull back the divorce or come back home or change her plans, whatever she's trying to do, because then you look controlling and needy. Okay. You got to be confident as a man. You got to be confident. Your main job is to listen intently, which draws her to you emotionally in marriage counseling. All right. So that is it, fellas. That is it. So bring it all together. Remember, Marriage counseling is a last resort and should not be done initially before you as a husband fix yourself. If you are in marriage crisis, you need marriage coaching, not marriage counseling, especially if only one of you or neither of you desire marriage counseling. Your wife still loves you, but not the man she sees before her. In order to rebuild your marriage, you must find a system that encourages you to remain consistent and persistent in your changes. As always, you are the key to this whole marriage crisis ordeal. Be you wuss or be you warrior. If you want more information on how to talk to your wife better, there's a book by Dr. Jack Eno called Connecting Through Yes, which is what I based uh, some of this about, well, half of this stuff on. Um, and so, um, I just put my own take to it like I always do because, you know, of course, no book, yeah, there's no experience in a book. Um, so you have to, my experience, I put with it. So, but really, it's a very good book. 
And um, if you want more help on how to talk to your wife, this is a good book too for you to get. So with that being said, um, if you um, if you think you're going to need more help, then you can always go to SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com, watch the masterclass, and then sign up to, to talk to me, and I will do my best to help you. All right. Bam. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern, live streamed on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, and CatholicAlpha.com. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Hey, 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 we are back and we are done. So over this three-part series of how to interact in marriage counseling, I hope that you gentlemen got some out of it. As you can see, it can be a little involved, but the main thing is listen. Listen and don't talk. <laughs> if you want to narrow it down, listen and don't talk. <laughs> Your mouth will get you in trouble. <laughs> Okay, so with that being said, in conclusion, as we always do, we conclude with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now, go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang!